I have an early review for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. You know, it doesn't come out for a little while, but early reviews have been positive, which means that so far, it's a critical hit. This video is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the makers of AG1. Go to athleticgreens.com Dan for a special offer and stay tuned after this video for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which doesn't open until next Friday, but they've dropped the embargo early and they're doing early screenings. That's usually a good sign. Is that the case with this movie? Well, let's find out. The movie's from directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein with a screenplay from that duo, plus Michael Giglio. Daly and Goldstein's last film was 2018's Game Night, which they did not script, but which was a delightful surprise that's only grown in popularity since its release. And despite co-writing the screenplay for Spider-Man Homecoming and spending a few months as the writer-directors of the new Flash movie before leaving that project, this is John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein's first real big-budget film to actually hit production, reportedly in the 125 to 150 million dollar range. Chris Pine plays Edgen Darvis, who's imprisoned, along with his right-hand warrior Holga Kilgore, played by Michelle Rodriguez, after a robbery gone wrong. Once out of prison, they recruit their ally Simon, a so-so sorcerer, played by Justice Smith, and the druid Doric, played by Sophia Lillis, to pull off a massive heist, win back Edgen's daughter, and get revenge on their former teammate, Forge Fitzwilliam, now the lord of a wealthy kingdom called Never winter. Fitzwilliam is played by Hugh Grant. The quest also includes Reggae John Page's Zink Yandar, a paladin who doesn't quite understand humor, and Sophina, an evil red wizard played by Daisy Head with her own dark agenda. These main characters all stand out in their own way, as do several of the minor characters in the movie, including a surprisingly sensitive ex for one of our main characters, and a civil servant named Jonathan, who is one of the movie's best punchlines and one of my favorite minor characters in a recent movie. Paramount's been beating the drum pretty hard in this movie for a while now. It had a big Hall H Comic-Con panel with a trailer debut nine months before the movie was released. It had a splashy South by Southwest premiere. And I saw this at a public screening that they held for Amazon Prime members almost two weeks before the movie's opening. Even for a big high-budget studio film, it's unusual to see this amount of promotional push before the movie opens, but it seems like Paramount actually knows what they're doing here because they know what they have. In a time where many big-budget IP-driven films are disappointing audiences, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves is a reminder of the potential of big-budget storytelling and what happens when a studio fully commits to a creative vision. I haven't played one second of Dungeons & Dragons in my entire life, and I worry that because it's Dungeons & Dragons branded, that there are going to be some people who think, well, I'm not going to go see this movie because it's not for me and I'm not going to understand it. Let's put that to bed right now because I did not feel excluded or that there were things happening in this film that I didn't understand for one second. Now, I'm sure that there are references that are embedded in the movie for people that play D&D to appreciate, but it's not something where if you don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons that you're not going to understand what's going on. I would say this movie is no more exclusionary for people that don't know Dungeons and Dragons than the Lord of the Rings films were for people that didn't know J.R.R. Tolkien. Those movies were huge successes, largely because they did what this movie did, which was to serve the fan base and put in the references, but also craft a story that non-fans can understand. And really too often, it feels like we've seen a movie of this size coast on spectacle and assume that audiences will show up, 
But Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves works to earn your money and your approval. The action sequences are impressive and exciting, and there's one sequence in particular that happens about halfway through the film. It's an escape from the castle scene, which could have just been a standard action beat or adventure beat in any movie, but instead it's constructed to look like one single shot. Of course, there's visual effects and stuff involved, so it's not an actual unbroken camera shot, but it follows the characters. They go up and down and around and in and out, and it's a really imaginative way to stage something that could have been very rote and this is the kind of imagination that you see through almost the entire film. And I know that this comes as a shock when talking about most big Hollywood movies, but there is real imagination behind the settings, the creatures, and the perils in this movie. You can see the roots of empty studio franchise filmmaking, but those flowers thankfully never come to bloom. This is also very much a humor-driven film, which shouldn't really be a surprise when you look at the writer-director duo. Once the dead man is revived, we can ask him five questions, at which point he will die again, mm -hmm. never to be re-revived. Four more questions, right? Yes. No, 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 that, that wasn't for you. Did that count as a question? Yes. Damn it. And you know what? I have to say kind of an, a mea culpa or an apology here. I had Chris Pine shamefully low on the Hollywood Chris's list in the mid-2010s when they were all kind of hitting it big. But he's proven why that was an error, especially in this movie, because here he anchors the movie with a determination, sometimes a desperation, but also paired with an optimism and wit that elevates every single scene that he's in. There's also one scene involving his character that made me laugh as hard as I have laughed in a movie in a very long time time and I predict that it's going to become very big on the meme slash gift scene in the future. Michelle Rodriguez gets a deserving nearly co-lead role and shows why she was a breakout star to begin with. Her Holga transcends the generic badass warrior role and we even take some side trips to look into her past with hilarious results. Justice Smith is an actor that has been very usage-based for me. I feel like a lot of movies misuse his talents and write kind of annoying characters for him to play. Simon is not one of those characters and it's actually impressive how well-constructed his arc is given that there are arcs given to practically all of the main characters. If there is one of the main four with less of an arc, it would be Sophia Lillis's shape-shifting Doric, but even her presence is essential to the movie and often the source of the most imaginative sequences. The supporting cast is also outstanding. Hugh Grant's Forge is the rakish sort of rogue that, well, Hugh Grant excels at playing, a real Hugh Grant type, you might say, and I like this new iteration of Hugh Grant where he just shows up in bigger budget studio films like this one and Paddington 2 to just have a little fun and choose some scenery. Now, I'm not a Bridgerton guy, so Reggae Jean Page was familiar to me basically by pop culture osmosis and through mostly forgettable roles in movies like The Mortal Engines and The Gray Man, but he flat out steals every scene he's in, and he plays his role so earnest and so stoic that he has the dry energy of a screwball comedy straight man. His character's not in the entire movie, but every scene that he's in crackles with a new energy, and my money would be on that if there's a sequel, we're going to see an expanded role for his character. If there's a flaw with the movie, it's that the heroes are so compelling that there's not much room left for the villain, and the movie's main villain, the evil red wizard Safina, is its weakest link. Now that's not actress Daisy Head's fault, it's just a byproduct of the strong ensemble at play. Her story doesn't really consist of much more than the generic fantasy villain role of becoming skybound and summoning evil deeds, but the sequences themselves are so well executed that my brain didn't go into shutdown mode as the third act crescendoed. Now, 
the structure of this film is probably where it is most faithful to its Dungeons and Dragons roots because it is very much a movie full of different quests. Quests to find items, defeat creatures, escape traps, cast spells. This could have made the movie feel meandering, but the screenplay is actually really smartly constructed. Each quest in its own way is an essential part of the overall plot and what happens later on in the movie, even if you don't realize it at the time. And in that way, it makes the movie, which is about two hours and 15 minutes, not feel like it's meandering or that there's any wasted time. It actually all comes together pretty well in the end, and that all comes down to structure and screenplay. It's a really well-written film. You really do just feel like you're along for the ride, on this movie, and I can't really say enough about how enjoyable this film is. I just had a really, really good time. It's sad to have to say this, but it is a throwback to when big budget filmmaking, $100 million plus filmmaking, was actually more consistently good. The way it works now, there are so many $100 million plus films, especially recently, that are just boring, glossed over corporate renditions of everything that we've already seen before because they are generated by corporations who don't want to lose any money and so decide not to take any risks on movies that sometimes end up losing them money. This movie feels special because its characters aren't cookie cutter stand-ins that exist to be placed on a poster and the story doesn't feel like it was sketched on the back of a napkin and handed to previs effects artists four years ago. It features, for lack of a better word, thought. And yes, risk, because making a $150 million Dungeons & Dragons movie right now is pretty risky. 2023 hasn't been a great year so far for big budget films. And let's be honest with ourselves, 2022 was a mixed bag. There were some great ones, but there were a whole lot of other ones that were not very good or middling at best. Add to this fact that we have a still recovering theatrical market and the decision to make this movie right now almost seems like a bad financial decision altogether. But I really hope that Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves won't pay the price for other movies' lack of ambition because it is made with a genuine desire to make you laugh, to thrill you, to excite you, to entertain you. And for once, a studio actually seems to know what kind of movie they have, and they're putting the work and the time and the energy into getting it out in front of you. And Paramount's actually been pretty great as far as marketing goes for these last couple of years. I'm very happy to be on the front lines for Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. It gets an enthusiastic recommendation from me. And my hope is that in the days to come, as the movie gets closer to release, that there will be a lot of other critics that join those front lines. And when the movie actually comes out, that people go see it and that we get moviegoers and audience members that are also out there telling people how much they like this movie because I really, really, really do think without reservation as far as genre or anything else that if you give this movie a chance that you're really going to like it. So that's a big yes for me on Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, the pleasant surprise of the year by far as we get to the end of March and head towards summer movie season. What do you think? Are you excited for the movie? Are you hoping that the good buzz continues to build? Or have you just decided that it's not for you? I wouldn't recommend that mindset, by the way. Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, Athletic Greens, the makers of AG1. One thing that's hard to do is just about anybody can tell you is to start new habits and get into a new routine. And I certainly struggle with that, especially when it comes to things like taking vitamins and daily supplements. But something that I do every day 
is eat breakfast. That's what makes AG1 from Athletic Greens such a great incorporation into my day because when I make my breakfast shake every morning, it makes me feel like I'm getting my nutritional bases covered, starting my day off right, and it's so easy. The biggest thing that AG1's helped me with is improved digestion and gut health, but it's also good to know that I'm giving my body the things that it needs, and that's what AG1 was designed for. It was designed to help you live easier and better without having to change a whole lot. AG1 is one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day, or like I said, you can incorporate it into something like a breakfast shake, and it makes it easy to live your best life. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, and it's delivered to me every month. So it's not just that starting a new habit is easy, but keeping it is even easier. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash Dan, D-A-N, that's athleticgreens.com slash Dan to check it out. Thank you so much to Athletic Greens, the makers of AG1, for sponsoring this video, and thank you for watching. Get that word out about Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves if you're able to go to one of these early public screenings or if you go on opening weekend as I mentioned it opens next Friday not this Friday but most of all thank you also for choosing to spend part of your day here with me I'll be back tomorrow on Charts with Dan I've also got some great stuff lined up for this week until then stay safe and I'll see you next time bye